Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. We are back at it. This is the MEMSPA podcast, the Community of Principles podcast for all of you Michigan listeners. Hey, I've got an exciting guest with me today that I can't wait to introduce because of our ties to some uh, some past stuff that's happened in our lives. But uh, in the meantime, let me kind of lead in with one thing. You can probably tell by my voice that uh, I am a little bit under the weather, and that happens to us, right? So with that being said, I'm just going to tell everybody that uh, it is so critical that uh, as leaders, we make sure that we eat lunch, we take in plenty of fluids, and we might we try our best to stay healthy for our staff and our students. Without any further ado, my good friend, Bill. Bill, I'm not even going to try to say your last name. I should know how to say it, but I always butcher it. So I'm going to say Bill K, but I'm going to let you say your last name. And here's the thing, people. Bill and I went to college together. Tri-State, right? Tri-State, baby. Okay. So, Bill, <laughs> say the last name for us, man. It is Kershinsky. Kershinsky. So that's why the kids call me Mr. K around here as well. So is the staff. It's easier. <laughs> Mr. K. <laughs> Mr. K. Okay. Well, Bill, welcome. I'm delighted to have you on. Hey, can you tell everybody, because you are at Yale. Yes. How did you How did you get to Yale? What was the, tell us about the process. Well, Yale, it's a wonderful, wonderful small community, just kind of northwest of Port Huron there. So right where the uh, bottom of Lake Huron and the top of the St. Clair River connect, we're, we're just to the west of that. So this is kind of the area I grew up in. I grew up a little bit south of here, about a half hour. And then when uh, my wife and I were kind of looking to settle back in Michigan after we graduated, we kind of blocked off the I-69 corridor and said the first one who gets a job wins. And uh, I got hired in Armada, which is about you know 20 minutes south of here, another small, small town. So taught there for 10 wonderful years with great people. And then uh, the opportunity for administration position to open up in here at Yale. And I was wasn't quite sure if I was ready to make that jump, but I did the uh, interviews and, you know, somebody else had a master plan in place. And here I am for year eight, and it has been a magnificent year eight. And I'm blessed to be at a great school with a great district and a great staff and great kids. Eight years. Well done. Yes. Well, I remember when. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I know that, uh, Bill, when, when you and I were taking classes at, uh, at Tri-State, which is now Trine, um, yes. you know, our paths intersected quite a bit. And one thing I did know about you pretty well about you is that uh, you were a football player. I was. Um, And so I know that about you, but I'm curious to see where you go with this. What are two things most people don't know about you? (laughs) Two things most people don't know about me. The first one was that I struggled as a kid in school growing up. Um, School was not my forte. You know, I was the kid who received special education help. I was the kid who went to the reading lab. I was the kid who, you know, didn't want to be at school. I'd rather be outside doing something like that. So, uh, you know, most people who go into education, they kind of like, you know, a lot of them feel, you know, they were, knew they were going to be a teacher from the time they were in second grade or something like that. And I was not one of those cases. I was, I kind of picked it up, you know, right before we, we went to college there and, you know, started working with some kids in different, different settings. And you know, this is, this is cool. This is something I got to get used to. And, you know, that kind of pushed me towards the whole education thing like that from there. But I was not your star pupil. I was not the, uh, 
top of the class by any stretch of the imaginations. And, you know, I think that helps me in, in what I do today because I can relate to those kids and, you know, and share my experiences with them. All right. And personally, personally for me, I love that story because I find that educators that, that basically it was school was made for them. Yeah. Sometimes they have a bigger challenge relating to all students. And I think that, uh, that your background and, and your school experience lends itself to connecting with all students. So, I, I mean, I, I would definitely say that that's something I see as a positive. What's another thing that most people don't know about you? That I love to get my hands dirty as much as I possibly can. I love doing outdoor projects. I love building stuff, rough carpentry. Um, I spent many a days of my youth growing up in different construction jobs. My father was a master electrician, so I grew up doing that stuff with him. I did rough carpentry for many summers in college, and I just love anything where you can kind of start a project and see it see it through from start to finish and just, you know, make it a mess, and, you know, starting from scratch and ending up with something that'll last a long time. Love doing those types of projects. Bill the handyman. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I get myself into more trouble, but that's okay. <laughs> Okay, Bill. So those are the two things most people don't know about you. And yes, you went to Tri-State with me. We are uh, part of that Thunder graduating crew. So let's um, let's shift to question number two. Bill, would you? Is there a story, or is there something that you draw inspiration from in those times of adversity? Oh gosh, there's there's quite a few. A lot of times, you know, I'll pull back into my athletic career, and you know overcoming different amounts of adversity in games or practices or just different things like that. You know, that's always been, you know, that athletic background and and that kind of stuff has always been a great motivator for me when just remembering that, you know, everything will pass and you just got to keep working and put your head down and, you know, pull together as a team or group and that'll, what's meant to be will be, and it'll always kind of, kind of work itself out. Um, You know, educationally, I kind of go back to, you know, myself as a student and pull on that. And one of the things, you know, I mentioned earlier about how, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher and all, you know, my entire time growing up. But I know when I was in high school and looking at going to college and possibly looking at becoming, you know, going into education, my mom kind of chuckled the first time I mentioned that to her. She's like, wow, if your fifth grade teacher could see you now. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, she always said it was, she was very thankful that your father had his own company because at least you had a, a good future in front of you because academics weren't your thing. You know, and I just thought about that. And I was like, how could somebody give up on a kid at, you know, 10 years old or whatever I was at the time and just kind of predict my future for me based off of how I was doing then. And I, I pulled back to that moment in education think about, you know, I don't ever want to have a kid speak of me or, you know, anybody in my, that works in our building or anything like that in that same manner, we should, we should always be working through and no matter what it is, we're always going to, you know, give it our best and, and push through that. And times may be tough, you know, when you're dealing with that behavioral challenging kid who's giving you a run for your money that week and, you know, but you just got to keep pushing through and you got to keep working for them. And I think, you know, th- all those different experiences throughout my life, both academically and professionally and athletically to kind of help me overcome, you know, whatever challenges might be, might be at my doorstep that particular day. Well, and you know, what's also powerful about that story that you just shared, I'm assuming your mom, she didn't give into that either. So she probably continued, you're probably both of your parents continued to encourage you and and push you to be the very best you can be because they weren't just going to chalk it up and say, yep, he's going to work for a dad someday. So, uh, so I mean, that's uh, not only did they continue to support you to the best of their ability, but you also rose to the occasion as well. That's that's a great story. 
Yeah, no, my mom was definitely my biggest advocate, and Lord, Lord knows how many hours she uh, spent with me at the at the kitchen table, going over spelling words and reading books and all that kind of stuff, just helping me, you know, do the best that I could do and, and help me manage until I kind of clicked for me when I was when I was older. Absolutely. Well, my friend, that brings us to our final question. Uh, the final question, really, I, I'm curious to see where you go with this one. Um, <laughs> you know, is I'm assuming because a couple things. Uh, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were at Tri State, you were you were one of the captains of the football team, right? I was, yes, my senior season. So, so you clearly were a leader, definitely at the college level. Uh, now, as a principal, you're you're a leader, and and so someone obviously saw leadership qualities in you, potentially even before you saw them in yourself. For sure. Who who was that person or people, and what would you say to them now? You know, it definitely goes back to my athletic careers, you know, even high school sports and stuff like that. You know, all my coaches would every year I seem to, you know, I was a team captain for this season or this team captain for that sport. And I was never a real vocal rah, rah, you know, type of type of a leader. I was more of a, you know, just put my head down and work hard, you know, but I always kept getting elected either, you know, by my coaches or, or by my peers to be a team captain. And, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of happened naturally. And same thing. I remember, you know, the day I was selected at, at Tri-State to to be a captain for our seniors, you know, it was the very end of our junior season there. We just came off a great season. And the, some of the guys that, the, that were captains, some of the seniors we had were great leaders. And, uh, you know, it was a, the coach, you know, he was the person who picked the, the captains for the team for the following year. And, you know, when he said my name and, you know, I stood up in front of all the other teammates, it was, it was a very special moment for me and, you know, something I'll never forget. But, you know, even, you know, growing up and doing odd jobs, you know, for working at a Bushimi's pizza party store, you know, becoming a manager there and just, you know, everywhere I went, it was just kind of people put me into those positions to be a leader and be successful. And I think it's just kind of led into, you know, what I'm doing here and now, same type of thing. I didn't really, I wasn't actively seeking to become a building leader when I did, you know, it just, the cards fell right and I got put into a great situation and I have great mentors here that I've been able to learn from and become a better leader because of them for setting such a great example for me. So, you know, definitely some of my coaches, Rick Kirkton, um, he's a very influential man in my life. Kim Courtright, Dale Carlson, you know, Vic Blage in high school, uh, Jim Morissette, all these men played significant roles in my life and helped me become the leader that I am today. That's, that's fantastic. And, and, you know, I can just tell, you know, watching you in action, knowing you from a younger age when you were back in college and we were, we were there together and I think you hit the nail on the head. I didn't necessarily always see you as the rah-rah guy, but I always saw Bill as as this lead by example. Yeah. And I also saw you as a voice of reason yeah. and, and somebody that was going to be standing up for what is right. And I think that, that. is what so many people have seen from you over the years. Thank you. You know, and, and just trying to go back to all those different lessons and adversities you find. And, you know, I, I just things i'm a big believer that things happen for a reason you know the good and the bad and everything teaches you a lesson and if you just keep you know our, our motto here at yale yale elementary is work hard and be nice you know and i i truly believe if you do those two things and you know the hard work i got from my father and all of my coaches and my mom you know and the be nice was definitely my mom um you know yeah. you know and i think if you just do those two things each and every day regardless of you know whether you're a eight-year-old kid in the classroom or you're a you know 41 year adult in charge of a school. If you do those two things, everything's going to work out, you know, and I'm just a big believer in that. So whatever we can do as a team, it's always, I've always been a part of a team. I think they've, they've taught me great lessons in life and, you know, I try to continue that approach here. Well said, Bill. Well said. 
Thank well, you. my friend, this is uh, this has been great. You know, it has been a goal of mine to get you on on the show because <laughs> because obviously there's a big part of me personally yeah. that knowing that we went to school together back at Tri State yep. years, yep. decades ago, and uh, now the two of us are are uh, you know are past intertwined at Memspa all the time. So it's been, yes. it's been great uh, yes. just getting to know you on a professional level past all that college stuff. Well. Then I have to say I'm very proud of you, you know, and the growth that you've come and the, the role you've taken on in Memspa and in our state and across the country as a leader. And, you know, remembering us in, a, in that little classroom at Tri-State and heading out to, you know, Hamilton and Pleasant Lake and all those little schools and, you know, just kind of being some 18, 19 year old kids with, you know, big eyes thinking, what are we doing to, to where we are now? It's been a, it's been a journey and it's you know awesome that we've been able to catch back up along that path. Absolutely. Thanks again, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, as you listen to this episode, jump on social media, give a give a quick share and share a story. Maybe you've got a, a great tale to tell about Bill, probably not going back to college like he and I, <laughs> but, uh, but we would love to hear, hear uh, what your interactions have been with, uh, with Bill along the way. So thanks yes. again, Bill. I hope to Thank see you. you up at uh, Memphis in just a couple yes, weeks. Yes. Looking forward to it for sure. Okay, everybody. That is it. Remember, leaders, reflect and connect. Okay. Till next time. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Ben. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag Memspa chat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.